Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Yo. Yo. Aubrey Edwards, Tony Schiavone, we bout to party. We bout to party. Unrestricted. Got the house now. We gon' turn it up. Hey everyone, welcome to AEW Unrestricted, the official podcast of all elite wrestling. I'm here, I'm Aubrey Edwards, I host this podcast normally with Tony Schiavone, but I'm here with my guest co-host Alex Abrahentes, who's doing a damn fine job filling in for this guy, the slacker. Well, thank you. Listen, ever since uh, Shivani hit the Powerball, you know, it's, <laughs> I hardly see him. Is that the rumor we're starting? That, like, he's just off in Hawaii? Yeah, I have to call. I get his assistant. He has an assistant? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. He's got, like, two of them. He can pay for them now. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have, quite literally, our biggest guest ever today. Right. Good point. Yes. Very, very big. Very big, big, big. One of my favorite things on Wednesday is when I run into Sutton and I have to jump to high five him <laughs> because he doesn't lower his hand for people. No, he, he lives his life. Anyway, we've got Sutton Singh. He was the first ever person of uh, from India drafted to the NBA. He's an awesome wrestler and just an overall great guy. So thank you mm-hmm. for being here today, Sutton. Thank you so much. Thank you. Really, really stoked that you're doing with us today. So you signed with AEW in September of... 2021. Actually, this week is starting my 30th. Amazing. Congratulations. We were just talking about uh, how it was two years and now you're going into your third. That's insane how yeah. quickly time flies. Wild. I know it's so quick. Even I can understand how far, like how fast it's going, everything, you know, because we are traveling every week. So the days went like quick. The weekend living a quick, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We're nearing summer. It's wild. <laughs> I'm like, where did this year go? <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but at the time you signed with AEW, I think both us and WWE were interested in you. So what made you decide to pick us? Even that time, I was like, I'm just looking for some jobs because I'm almost done with my basketball, you know, for my basketball career. So I feel like nothing's over there anymore. So I was thinking do something different. You know, do something like really big so people can understand it. I'm like, oh, Sanam started doing really big stuff, you know? So then my cousin is my manager. He told me, he said, let's go try with some wrestling stuff, you know? I said, let's do it. Let's go talk to someone. Then he talked to you. Then we go figure out everything. Then I told him, I said, bro, this is really big step for me. So because I've never been like this through it. This is my first time ever, you know? They said, let's try. You're not a small guy. And I know you like last 15 years and you actually grow things so big. Last 15 years really got so much different, you know? He said, now you don't look like a basketball player. You look like a giant, really big, you know? So you need something big stuff. 
Then I said, okay, bro, let's talk to me some uh, wrestling companies. Then we got, then someone pop out to us and said, hey, what happened to AWA? That was like brand new. You have learned so many things from there. I said, yeah, let's do it. Then my, for my manager, Sonny, he talked to them, AWA. Then I invited to be in uh, Florida. Then I go there. Then I see everyone. And uh, a lot of uh, AWA workers there. Everyone was really like it. He said, we are really happy to be having you here for now. That's, I, there's so many fascinating things there. First and foremost, so your your manager is your cousin. Now, smart. were you, yeah, really smart. Keep it in the family. Was he a wrestling fan or were you a wrestling fan? And is that why, you know, he decided to kind of steer you to professional wrestling? Yeah. So he really loved wrestling. Actually, when he was so young, as he was a kid, he really loves wrestling. He was like all, like all great colleagues. He liked like a big show, Mark Henry. He liked everyone. I said, Good guys. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times he teach me all, also he told me so many things. I said, you really like the miracle? You like wrestling? I said, bro, look, when I was playing basketball back in India, my all teammates, my roommates, everyone, we have small TV over there. Every day we are like a, Turn on TV. It's only wrestling over there. <laughs> wow! And we saw like Greg Honey. We saw like all the like, big guys, and a lot of people. Told, actually, that time when I was like only 15, 16 years old, and everyone just told me, "Hey, Sana, go wrestling. Look, Greg Honey's over there. You should have to go there." I was thinking I would want to focus on one side. You know what? I started because I want to complete that. Because in my mind, only always I'm thinking if you find something. Just complete that. Then you figure out what you, whatever you want. You know, that's what I did because I'm keep trying my basketball, getting better every day. I'm trying to be a NBA player. I'm trying to be a college player, you know. Then I came here. Then I keep working every day in high school and IMG. Then I start doing some professional basketball, you know, then I draft for NBA. Then I say, okay, now I make my goal. I make my, you know, my dream come true. Now if I want to do something different, now I'm ready to do something different. So they say, okay, I understand. I, he said, I don't want to be making you upset, you know, both ways, because I really, I really want you, whatever your heart free, whatever your mind free, let's do it. Then I talked to my cousin and I said, bro, now I'm ready to be a wrestler. There you go. Yeah. I love that mentality of just picking something, sticking with it achieving your goal, and then moving on to the next thing. Yeah. Putting your eggs in multiple baskets, like just achieve, like put all your effort in one thing. That's so smart. Yeah, because if you put your effort on one thing, that give you so many things to come back. If you're not putting 100%, nobody gave you back, you know? It's all your hard work. Because I did my hard work in NBA, I got everything. I go do hard work over here. I go pay off myself, and you know, I go whatever the AW you want from me, I would do it. Sure. I don't care what I was, what I was hundreds told me, what I QB told me, whatever my Tony told me, whatever the old coaches told me, I would do it. Jeff is like a really legend for me. Because he's like a more, you know, it's a really big deal for me. Elisa is a really big deal for me. Yeah. And uh, another wrestler in the AW, everyone's a really big wrestler. You know, I really love to be a work with them. I feel like I'm really lucky for to be work with those guys, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned there, like, Sanjay and Jay and Jeff, like, when did you meet all those guys? So first time I met Sanjay in, in, in Atlanta, when we have match over here in uh, 21 and September 10th. 
So I meet him over here in Atlanta for a short time. Then after I meet him, and actually when I was my first match. Wow. So Jay Lita and Sanjay, this is my first time I meet you both for my first uh, like your debut match. So you met them both at the same time in your debut match? Yeah. Isn't that amazing? And look at where we are now. When you came to AEW, did they automatically say, hey, we, we've got to work together because you already had that bond? Yeah, I talked to, uh, because I was doing training camp with QT for like uh, 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. So I finished my 12 weeks camp and then I finished my another six month camp. So it's almost been like nine to ten, nine to ten months. So I finished my work, everything. Then uh, QT messaged me, hey, son, I'm still ready. Your time's coming. I said, was me. He said, you have a debut on TV next week and you have to stay ready. I said, oh, I'm really excited <laughs> to be here, you know? No pressure. That was like my best, first ever proud be myself. So I'm ready to be do something, you know? Because QT saw me every day on a match and I'm doing practice and how, my, how much I'm getting better every day by day by, you know? So those make me really feel better. Then it's very, very big deal for me. Then I said, I'm ready to do it. Then I meet for Sunday. Then I meet for Jay Lita. They say, you are big. You're not like small. <laughs> <laughs> That's an understatement. Yeah. A little bit. All right. So you had mentioned training with QT at the Nightmare Factory. I love QT as a teacher. As a guy, he's kind of an asshole. But as a teacher, he's awesome because I think he sees potential in people and when those people are putting in work, he makes sure that they get the opportunities they deserve. So congrats to you, because obviously you put the work in, QT noticed, and it led to a really awesome uh, opportunity. What kind of brought you to the Nightmare Factory initially, and what do you think about working with QT? So when I started my first time over here in the AW, that was really big for me, because he's really like a great wrestler and great coach. Whenever he told me, Sana, you have to do only this thing. You have to do this, only this thing. You can't do this. You can't do this. I said, I said, okay, coach, whatever he told me, I will do only that much. I don't put even like one step more than that because he know who I am. He know how far I can go. If I could do anything more than he told me, that'd be bad for me. Maybe I'll go hurt somewhere. Maybe I'll go hit myself, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be hit myself, you know? Good point. Then coach realized that he, he find out that he said, whatever I told him, he do only those things. Then he tried to put me more matches, uh, like more movements and, you know, then he got a more like a uh, big stuff, you know, what I need to know, you know, then he keep telling me, then I keep doing, keep doing. Sometimes I have my neck, sometimes I have my back, you know, I say, forget everything. You're not hurt anything. You know, you're not hurting your back. You're not hurting your neck. You're not hurting your knee. Nothing. I think I don't take any rest during my training camp. Wow. I keep doing myself. I I heard I don't care. I need to be working on that because coach doesn't have that much time for the campus because he have another job. He had to go every week to be figured out another matches and other shows, you know. Whenever he come over there, I took all the time and I put in my mind whatever he told me. I take it in my body, I take it in my mind. Whenever he leaves then I work on that too, which are another coaches with the coach Q and coach Luke, you know. Those make me feel very, very good because he knows what he needed. Yeah, he's a smart guy. He's really, really smart. And 
he never cheated on anyone because if he, if he knows someone needs job, he put his 100%. But it's depend on wrestler how much he work hard because he doesn't, he don't want to be a lazy person around him. He don't like to be bullshit guy around him. He like more hard worker, put his like 100% in the match. He put 100% in the, in the ring. He don't like any, if someone is doing any bullshit stuff, he, he just goes straight. He, stop what you're doing. Just do what I tell you. Mm-hmm. I love that attitude because I've been through an envy. NBA coaches is not like a really smart coach because NBA coaches, whatever they told me, I do it. You know, I learned from there that now he make me more easy to be learn so many things in a, in a, in the wrestling. But QT, QT is like really, really professional person. It's really yeah. like, a, there's a reason why so many people have, uh, have learned from him, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like every three months, when I come here, every three months, we have like a lot, like 20 wrestlers in the camp every three months because everyone loves him. He's a great coach, that's why. When I go there, I feel like I feel very proud to be a work with QT. So much. I was like, I'm so happy to be work with him, always. Man, I just, I, I love your mentality. I love your work ethic. I love, I love everything about you, man. This is great. <laughs> Coming up on AEW Unrestricted, we'll keep talking with Sutton. Talk a little bit more about his debut, his basketball background, and playing with the Mavericks. It's Alex and Aubrey back here at Unrestricted with our very, 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 very big guest, very. one in a billion, Sutton Singh. And Sutton, before we went to break, we were talking about a little bit about uh, how you were training with QT. But I want to back up a little bit and talk about your NBA career. Now, in 2015, uh, you were signed by the Mavericks, and you were the first Indian player to ever be drafted. Can you tell us a little bit about what that felt like for you? That was the best feeling ever I had in my life. <laughs> I think I'll be the nervous person ever in my life that time also. <laughs> I bet. Because when I saw that all cameras coming to me <laughs> and I saw one guy, he had a Mavericks hat, he walking to me. Then I saw him, I said, son, uh, you got it. You make history. You got it. I was like, when he gave me the hat, I just put in my hat on my head. There's the most uh, emotional feeling I had. So far, because in the behind of me on that day, 1.3 billion people are waiting to hear from a from NBA. The Sutton is going to be drafted this year. Oh wow! Then when I got it, then I made like uh, all you know players. Then I made my then I got called from Dallas Mavericks, Tony Nation, and uh, Mark Cuban. He said, "Hey, congrats to you. Uh, we are really happy to be having you." You know, I said, thank you so much. You give me an amazing opportunity. And I really, I really work hard for myself. I will make me seem more proud. Then I was like, okay, this is the best opportunity I have. So then I'll keep working, you know. I don't know, but those was amazing. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Sometimes I don't have words to say on that position, you know. It's it's wild because it was so long ago and it's still like yeah. I see you becoming so emotional about it and smiling so much about this moment. And it's like just so hard to describe because, as you said, like there's one point three billion people who are just waiting to see what happens. And there's yeah. you're the first who did something 
which can never, ever be taken away from you. So it's absolutely incredible. So, so great. Yeah, that's it. When I went to back India on after graduate, I can't, I don't have a space to be put my, put my feet back in India on airport. Then I go to, then I went to home back on like six hour drive. I can't find any space to put my feet in, the, in my village because so many people, almost like a 20,000 people is over there. Wow. Wow. The people are waiting over there for me. I was like, a, thank you so much for giving me that much love, you know? What does it mean to your family? My family, they doesn't know anything, actually, I'm telling you. They doesn't <laughs> know anything, what I did, what am I, what I, what is happening. When I explain to my family, when I explain everything, they say, really? I say, yeah. They're saying, if you did something great, great that's why we have people love us, too. Oh. We are really proud of you. You make us king and queen, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really happy. My mom actually is so proud of me, and I'm really proud of my dad and my mom. They give me everything, what I need. That's super heartwarming to hear, to feel. So I can only imagine how excited everyone in your family was. But I have to know, basketball wasn't necessarily that popular. Is that popular in India, right? So how did you kind of fall in love with it? How did you get into it? And then what did your family think of all that? It was a really long time ago. I was uh, eight years old. And uh, one of my dad's friends, he come to my dad and say, how tall your son? He's eight years old, almost. He's like a five, six, five, seven. That's my height. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, he said, let's go, put him in. Let's go try some uh, games for him. Then in my dad's friend, he talked to the coaches in Louisiana. They said, yeah, please bring him. And then go over see. They go do some tryouts and everything. When they saw my dad, my dad is like seven four. Wow. They say, okay, we don't need any tryouts. We got this guy. We go work on him. It's been like around 2004 when I started my basketball, actually. I was like eight years old when I started. Then I keep trying, keep working. Then I keep playing for my state team, open job. Then I play for my country in India, from India for national team. I think it's the first time ever happened in India. 12 years old, playing for international team. Wild. First time ever. Amazing. Yeah. Then they saw me over there. Then NBA came to in Singapore. They invited me over there. They said, hey, we want to work on with you. Can you, can you come over there? Then they sent me to Singapore. Then I went training camp over there, four days training camp. I did over there. Then they find out everything. Oh, we have a really good player in India. You know, we can figure out something. I came to the U.S. in 2010 after five, six years. So you come to the U.S. What part of the U.S. were you in Florida? In Florida. In Florida, in the Brampton. Okay. So I did my high school in IMG Academy. It's a really big academy. In India, I have a IMG Alliance. It's another company in India. It's a really, really rich company. So they pay everything for my stuff, like my study, for my basketball, my traveling, everything. 100% scholarship they gave me. To come here for five years. Then I was thinking, Sana, you have next five years are the best five years, and you have 100% scholarship. Take advantage for this. The biggest thing, I have only really no feeling because I can't speak English that time. Like, right. How did you learn? Yeah, someone to say hello. I was like, <laughs> silent. I, said, I don't know what I'm going to say. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then my school teachers, my coaches, they say, Sandra, I think you need to work on your English. 
I said, sure. Then we have, we have like another guy, so he can tell me in Punjabi. So he understand what our English, then he told me in Punjabi. Then he says, Sana, you, you need to work on your high school, you know, have to work on your English, so you have to work on your reading, writing, everything. I said, okay, let's do it. Then I keep trying, then I took some more English classes, reading, writing, you know, listening. Then I took so many classes over there. In the three years, my English getting better, my basketball getting better, right? At the same time, then I feel much better because what our coaches say to me, then I understand, you know, this makes me more plus point to get better in, a, in basketball. That makes a lot of sense. Like things are able to kind of click differently because you understand it and you're not trying to figure out what someone's saying. Yeah. What was sort of the most, because you're, you're coming over to the States when you're still in high school. So it's very transformative time in your life and you're so young. What was sort of the most shocking thing about leaving India and coming to the States? I don't feel anything shocked, actually. I feel like uh, I stayed away from my family for a really long time. So I don't feel anything awkward. I don't feel anything different. I really enjoyed that movement, actually, because that movement does not come like every time. You know, I really want to be, if I have the next five years, I was thinking, look, it's my step. I think my step, you know. As a standard, look, if you work this five years, you doesn't know where you go next time. If you not work hard next this five years, if you not take advantage, you'll be go back home. You go work with your mom dad, you know? If you really love your mom dad, work this five years really hard. Maybe tomorrow your family come here, they go stay with you. Have they been over to either watch no. a basketball game or wrestle? Never. Not yet. Really? No. Not yet. Never, not yet. You got to get them out here, man. That's my dream. They have to come here. They can see me live working, uh, you know, on wrestling so they can see. Fantastic. I want to talk a little bit about uh, your Netflix documentary, The One in a Billion. How did that come about? What was it like filming a friggin' documentary about you? <laughs> so that happened in my high school, actually. So when it was my last year in high school and my coaches said, okay, we need to work on your documentary and my agent. My that time I already signed with agent in, a, in a, my high school. So my agent said, "Let's go make a documentary on him." Because whenever I talk so many cameras on me, I was thinking, I said, "Why they have? Why are they going with filming on me?" Because all that time I don't know even too. They just want to be take a really natural beauty from me. What I do, what I'm doing all day, you know. So. I'm keep working every day in my high school in the last year. Then they follow me. Then I went, then I went to India to see my family. Then they go with me over there. Then they make a the documentary for my mom, dad, for my coaches, mm. my teammates. They meet every one of the person. They meet my village, who's really like, like my family friends. They meet them. What sometimes look like when he's so baby, you know, when he was so young in India, then he was running over there. Now he's in America, how much you love him, blah, blah, so many things to ask, you know. Then a really big deal for me, you know, they follow my high school, they follow my school in India, they follow my family, everyone, you know. When I come back here, then I'm starting with, uh, like, NBA workout, with NBA players, with NBA coaches. Then they follow me everywhere where I go. Then my agent come to me, hey, son, I, I want to show you something. And he showed me actually my one in a billion clip. Oh. I said, this 
happily over here say, with me, they say, this is your documentary, one in a billion, and it's coming on Netflix, maybe in 2016, and of year, they have a, a lot of things for you. you know, I say, okay, when it came out, it's, uh, I think I'm drafting 2015, then it came out 2016. When I saw that, I said, wow, this is looks so amazing. But actually, I'm telling the truth. That time, I was only 20 minutes. After that, <laughs> I feel so emotional. I said, I don't want to watch anymore. Oh, wow. It's so hard to even just watch yourself, right? Like, I have a hard time watching myself when I'm on TV. So hard. Really, 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 really hard. Because that's why, because you know what you did. That day, what I was, what I was gone is gone, you know? When you saw yourself on that time, that makes you feel more emotional and it makes you feel strong. But whatever you did, you did great, you know? I was like, no, oh, it's okay. I really want to know. Like, I know what I did, but I want to do something more different, you know? <laughs> so that's why I was like, okay, let's go. That would be the biggest thing. I'm really happy. The movies came before my birthday. It just came December 6th. My birthday was December 10th. So it came before my, like, Great birthday present. That's a great gift. That's an amazing gift I had in my life. I bet. (laughs) Pretty much the best gift you can get is like, hey, happy birthday. Here's a documentary. It's on Netflix. No big deal. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. about your life. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We are talking to Sunam Singh. Coming up, we've got lots and lots of fan questions and many, many questions about where you get your sneakers. This is AEW Unrestricted. We're having an awesome conversation with Sutton Singh, Alex and I here. And I just love everything you've talked about, like your mentality, your work ethic, your appreciation for family, appreciation for awesome moments, your Netflix documentary. Like you've done so much in your life already that I'm like, okay, cool. This is just the beginning, right? Like you've got so much more that you can do. And I'm really excited to keep watching your journey. We've got uh, fan questions here on AEW Unrestricted. First off, a lot of people want to know, where do you buy your shoes? Mm, great question. So I can't find any of my shoes on my stores, naturally. No, of course not. <laughs> I, so I buy on eBay because when I search on eBay, they have a size 22, 21, 20, 19. They have biggest size shoes over there. I said, okay, this is the best opportunity I had to buy small shoes, you know. Then I buy from actually on eBay. So they have a like, really nice shoe, like basketball shoe, natural shoe. So I buy, I buy from there. What, what is your shoe size? My shoe size is 20. Damn. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. That's 20. Don't worry about it. That's nothing. Not, no, no big deal. Just 20. Thank you, eBay. Yeah. Holy cow. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> uh, so we got a question here from at Y. It wants to know, what women wrestlers would you like to join you, Jeff Jarrett? Oh. And Jay Lethal. Is there anybody in particular, female-wise, that you would like to to join your group? Jade Cargill. Cargill. Jade Cargill. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Jade. Oh, man. What a choice. Yeah, because she's a basketball player also. I'm a basketball player, so we have a great team, you know? What a great combination. Exactly. That is a fantastic answer. She's strong, tall, and uh, she's a basketball player. So we have, like, another two wrestlers, and we have a basketball team, you know, so we have great. Perfect. And wait a second. No one's ever beaten you. No, nobody. And no one's ever beaten Jade. No. So there you go. It's a a match made in heaven. Yep. That's it. The best match ever. (laughs) I love it. 
Question from Sean Clayton. How do you feel that you're fitting in at AEW? Uh, are you enjoying your time there so far? Yeah, I, so far, I really enjoy my time. I have really great uh, wrestlers with me. Everyone is like really down to earth. I really love to be working with every wrestlers over there. And I feel so good. I feel amazing. I have really amazing teammates, actually. All wrestlers is my best friends. So I really enjoy it. That's great to hear. Uh, we got a question here for you from LKW Artworks, who wants to know, how does travel and traditions differ from pro wrestling and basketball? Is there a big difference between the two in terms of traveling with each one? Yeah. So we have really different in NBA. Is like we have matched like a different countries mostly. Like sorry, different you know, different state. We're traveling after like maybe after two weeks or one week. Because sometimes we have a match in uh, local matches, you know, in Ujini. Sometimes we are traveling on a bus, sometimes we are traveling in a, in a flame, you know. So you know we have like every week show. Over there we don't have every week, like we have to go with it. You know, sometimes you have to stay home, sometimes you have going with him. So that makes so much difference over there. I really love to be traveling over here with the AEW because we're traveling on different city, different time, you know. So I really, you see like so many different people every time. I'm, uh, I'm curious. Just, uh, we've still got more questions, but, uh, kind of on the travel note, how comfortable is it to sit on a plane for you? First three months, four months, I feel really good. Like, I feel good, you know. Sometimes if in the middle seat, I don't like it. Oh, no one likes the middle seat. Nobody likes the middle seat. <laughs> so then uh, all wrestlers saw me. His son had to be changed something. He can't be sitting too much in backside because sometimes my hip hurting. So then uh, Tony Swanee and um, another, like, they, don't, they say we had to figure out something for Sana. Then they put me on first class. So now I'm trying to first classes. Helped me a lot for my knee, for my head, for my back, you know. So now I'm trying to really feel better, feel amazing. Yeah, that's important to be able to travel, especially with uh, the wear and tear, you know, that you take each and every week in and out of the ring. Uh, it makes traveling so much easier, getting from town to town for sure. <laughs> uh, so I got a great question here from Andrew Mini. Hopefully I didn't butcher that too bad. Mini. Thank you. Uh, what did you enjoy most about living in Newfoundland, Canada? I was playing basketball over there. I don't I don't like actually it's so cold over there. Yeah. It's very cold. <laughs> I don't like that. Okay. I really enjoy my time over there. We're traveling every week. Same thing, you know. I really biggest thing, I really like my friends over there. All friends are amazing. When I go there for my first time over there, every one of the person over there they signed up for me. They make me welcome to it. In Canada with us, who join the team, thank God said, that was amazing. Newfoundland is so beautiful. It's really good, but I don't like cold. Don't blame me. It hurts. It just hurts your body. <laughs> like that level of cold is just too much. Yeah. Too much. Yep. And when I feel, when I feel warm, okay, I'm good. I feel good, good, good. And couple, after a couple of minutes, my body's like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I said, oh, I, I hate that. Oh, and especially as we get older, too, it's like it, it just the wear and tear over time. You don't want to be in a cold place because then it's just like now you're working even harder. You're already working really hard. All right. Last question. You've already done so much in the short time you've been at AEW. 
what is sort of your short-term and long-term goals as a wrestler? So not short-term, but long-term. I really like to be a keep working on my for wrestling stuff and get our best opportunity to be a championship, world championship, to make my country be proud of. Yeah. Be a first ever Indian player draft to NBA and now it's doing wrestling. It's a world championship in AEW and make all my country be proud, you know. That's my goal actually over here. Well, that's a great goal. Yeah. I don't mind it to take time. It's taking, I know it's taking so much time. I will wait for that. I will work on that. I will keep working myself. But I really want to be a best championship, biggest, uh, like, heavy championship, you know, everybody's championship. I feel like with your amount of work ethic and your positive attitude, it's definitely just a matter of, like, when the opportunity arises, if the opportunity arises, like, you're ready. No doubt. That's the one thing that I've gotten out of this conversation is that Sunim can do anything he wants. He just needs to be given the opportunity and he'll take it. Yeah. Definitely wanted to thank you for being here today, man. This was just a fantastic conversation. You're a wonderful person. I love that the fans got a chance to listen to you a little bit. It's one of those things like you're so tall, but you're so kind. And it's like you have more kindness because you're just so big. <laughs> you can fit a lot more of it. Whenever I have my championship, I really want you to have to be a wrestling for me. Oh, or my championship. I really love it. That's awesome. I can't hold your hand when you win it, though. I just got to like hold your arm. We'll, we'll get you a little step stool. There you go. Oh, my God. The picture there would be amazing. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to AEW Unrestricted. Thank you, Satnam Singh. You can follow him on Instagram and Twitter at Hello Satnam. And, of course, you can listen and follow this podcast, AEW Unrestricted, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, new episodes every Thursday. You can watch the video episode and see we actually got Satnam in the whole frame. So watch the YouTube video on Monday. Dynamite TBS on Wednesdays, Rampage TNT Fridays. I'm Aubrey Edwards here with my guest co-host Alex Eberhentes. Thank you so much for listening to AEW Unrestricted. Come on, throw your hands up, let me see you. Unrestricted. Unrestricted.